0: I go Welcome to the Tolkien Lore Channel, I'm the Tolkien Geek, and in this video I'm going to talk about why the Peter Jackson Hobbit movies are basically terrible. It's not a fun topic, but there's, it's just, it's got to be said, because frankly the Lord of the Rings movies, while they had their problems, were still really good. The Hobbit movies, just can't get over it. It's, it's terrible. Um, I've done a previous video, which I'll link to in the description below, on kind of the background of the writing of novel, which kind of gives a little bit of background information, which helps to understand where I'm going in this video, so you'll want to watch it first if you haven't already. Other than that, let's get going and talk about what's wrong with The Hobbit. Now, I'm not going to talk about everything that's wrong with The Hobbit, because that would take about the amount of time it takes to watch one of The Hobbit movies, Uh, but I'm going to talk about some of the major points and just kind of general thematic problems that happen throughout. So, let's get going. So, one of the things about The Hobbit movies that Makes them kind of problematic is, and I mentioned this in the earlier video, is that the tone of it is simultaneously silly and serious. So Peter Jackson kind of ran with some of the more childlike elements of the story that are a little less mature, exaggerated those to an extreme, added a bunch of his own silliness, and at the same time brought in a lot of the Lord of the Rings material that you know, kind of only comes in when you read The Lord of the Rings and Gandalf kind of explains things in hindsight and brings in a bunch of really overly serious stuff. So you've got this really weird mishmash of absurd silliness and very serious material on the other hand. So a few examples of that would be uh, the dwarves in the Hobbit movies are absurdly boorish. I mean, they, they In Rivendell, they're burping, having food fights, just being completely outlandishly bad in a lot of ways, and it's not just in Rivendell, either. I mean, the dwarves generally, other than Balin, who is basically there for exposition, Thorin, who is melodramatically serious, and mm, Dwalin, who is just kind of there, mostly. Most of the dwarves are just Kind of comical and downright character. I mean, you've got several of them who are just. I mean, the one, I can't even remember which one it is, the 13 dwarves are always hard to remember, but the one who had an axe embedded in his head, that's not part of the book, and as a result, they just turn him into like a half crazy character until he gets the axe taken out and then he's fine later in the movie. I think that's only in the extended edition, but point being, I mean, these dwarves get turned into extremely character silly people who aren't at all serious and you can't even i mean it's just ridiculous the the extent to which they try to insert comedy another specific example uh, uh is the goblin uh goblin town scene the goblin king himself is ridiculous i mean it's just it's hard to look at him and take the movie seriously he's a huge bloated fat thing that I, is it's just hard to even Take the whole thing seriously. And then escaping from the goblins, you've got all these action sequences that are just over the top. And then you get the, you know, just death defying stunts and all these other things that go on. And it's just action packed and mostly silly. On the other hand, you get things that are serious, like Gandalf meeting with the White Council. You get Gandalf going off and finding the, the grave of the Witch King. Which, by the way, isn't even right. There wouldn't have been a grave because everybody knew the Witch King had been around for centuries. Anyway, that's a whole different topic. But you know, you get all these very serious things, and then Legolas himself goes and uh, goes to um, Angmar, the the kingdom of Angmar, and Gundabad. It's and you know all this really serious stuff, and you you've got it, you've got it contrasted with all these dwarves who are just over the top silly in so many different ways, and then just different scenes are just over-the-top silly. Uh, You've got all kinds of stuff like that throughout the movie, and it it really kills the tone. It's like, if you're going to pick one or the other, that might have worked a little better, but to mishmash the silliness with the really serious stuff, you can't tell which way the movie wants to go. Is this a serious story, or is it not? And that kind of leads into my second point, which is, Bilbo himself as a character. They did a lot of things that really kind of killed his character development in these movies, and that's what I want to talk about. So, Bilbo as a character in the movies is in some ways identical to the original in the novel, but in some ways radically different. And when I say that, I mean his lines are very similar, some of the things that he does are basically the same, but the motivations and the the implications of his motivations and what his character growth arc are in the movie are just completely different than in the book. So in the book, you actually see him really developing his courage. He actually fights the spiders one-handed, single-handed, to rescue the dwarves and all this other stuff. He does a lot of things that require real heroism and that you would never have expected him to do but in the movie, it always gets kind of chalked up to, well, he's just trying to get the ring, or well, it's just kind of out of necessity, or, I mean, there's there's really only one scene I can think of in the entire movie where they kind of really give him a, a true heroic moment that makes sense, and that's in the first one, where he kind of uh, goes to help Thorin fight Bulg, or Azog, whichever one it was. And they kind of give him a little bit of a heroic moment there, and then Thorin and kind of turns it into a sort of sarcastic, almost uh, not sarcastic. That's really the wrong word, but you know, he it, pretends to berate Bilbo and then says that that he was, you know, he's wrong about Bilbo and whatnot. It's the only really touching moment in the entire trilogy of movies, and it's terrible because there's a lot of stuff in the books where Bilbo really starts to shine through, become a better character and whatnot, and they kill most of that in the movie by turning everything into something extreme, and and the worst example, I think, is the spiders, because in the episode involving the spiders, Bilbo actually does find out, you know, oh my gosh, the dwarves are all captured, I'm going to have to save them, he puts on the ring, he starts making havoc among the spiders, leads them away from the dwarves, comes back, rescues the dwarves who are too weak to fight, they've been stung, by the way, Um, and that's the other thing too, I mean, just as a general note, in the movies, the dwarves are always armed and they're always killing things. In the book, they're not warriors, per se. They're not carrying around weapons all the time. They are mostly running from danger. Sidetrack. Anyway, back to the spider issue. In the movie, they turn the whole thing into... uh, He kind of avoids the spiders, gets the dwarves loose. The dwarves kill most of the spiders, and he only kills a spider because it gets between him and the ring. And his overpowering desire to get the ring which is way too heavy at this point. Again, that's another thing that they kind of inserted from Lord of the Rings, which even in the Lord of the Rings movies, that's overdone compared to the book. They turn that into, you know, his his fighting the spiders is really only geared towards making sure he can get his ring back. And it's just, it, it does too many things at once. For one, it m- kills the, the, the hero moment that Bilbo is supposed to have right here and turns it into, he's just enraged with the passion of trying to get the ring back. It also turns the ring into something that just has instantly corrupted him beyond all realm of possibility, even compared to what Tolkien wrote in the novels. In the novel, and in the movies, you know, whenever Bilbo finally gives up the ring, he does it voluntarily. You don't get the idea, watching the scene in The Hobbit where he kills the spider, that he could possibly have ever done that. And the way it's done, it just, it's over the top. But it's part of, again, Peter Jackson's. I've mentioned this in a previous videos somewhere, but Peter Jackson has this idea that the ring just instantly corrupts everybody, even though it doesn't really make sense because it doesn't. So, I mean, it just turns too many things on its head in just this one scene, and that's why it's kind of the example I like to use. But there are others. I mean, there are other parts of the story where Bilbo gets. Uh, shorted on the character development end of the narrative because they just turn too many things on their heads, and and they're usually very subtle changes, but if you pay attention, you can tell, you know, you've got events that happen that are basically the same, but because of the way they happen and the motivations and things going on in the background, it just doesn't make Bilbo become a better character. He just He's always the same. And, you know, Martin Freeman is a good choice, for Bilbo, I think, but the problem is they kind of, I think they went a little too heavy with Martin Freeman being a comic actor and didn't, it's not that they made him be an overly comic character in the movie, but they didn't, it's like they couldn't bring themselves to be serious with his character either, I mean, he's always kind of half-serious at all points throughout the movie, other than, again, like one or two exceptions, but I mean, for the most part, it's just, they're always kind of like balancing this, I don't know, it's kind of like the last point where they have the extreme silliness and the extreme seriousness. It's kind of the same thing with Bilbo. He's never quite sure whether he's, you know, developing as a character in one direction or if he's just staying as a hobbit or what he's doing. So that's kind of my second point. Now let me make a couple more wrap-up points and finish up. So there's a lot of other things I could talk about, but uh, just a few kind of, other random miscellaneous topics I want to hit are Legolas and Tauriel, especially Tauriel and uh, Feely or is it Keeley? I was getting confused. Um, none of that needed to be in there, any of it. None of it. I mean, you could have thrown Legolas in there as a cameo and made him some part of the the whole woodland realm scene or whatever, and that would have been fine. But to make him into a major character in the story, and then to add in a love interest who then becomes a love triangle. Yeah, This is The Hobbit. This is about a guy who gets taken with a bunch of dwarves and learns that having adventures is not all bad and actually becomes a courageous, decent guy. And, you know, comes out better for it in the end. We don't need the love interest. We certainly don't need to throw in Legolas. A lot of this stuff is just kind of throwback to Lord of the Rings trying to capitalize on nostalgia. It's not even really nostalgic, because Lord of the Rings isn't that old, but it's it's capitalizing on the fact that, hey, look, you already know this. And that's another thing, too. There's the other another problem that I have with the movie is there's so many Lord of the Rings references. Like, yes, we know. This is the same story as in Lord of the Rings. It's the same Bilbo. We know that. We get it. So, I mean, you get, again, you get Legolas. You get Legolas' father, Thranduil, telling him that he needs to meet Strider and discover who his name is for himself. You get... You get Athalos, King's foil, because one of the dwarves is apparently a really good healer and realizes that this is a thing, which doesn't make any sense. Only the Numenorians and the elves probably would have realized that that was a thing. Also, why did Keely or Feely again, can't remember which, get wounded in the first place? Again, that's just another plot element that gets thrown in there for no good reason. Um, but again, that's a sidetrack. There's just so many Lord of the Rings references in there that but at the end of the day, you're just thinking, which movie am I watching here? Am I watching the Lord of the Rings, or am I watching Lord of the Rings Part Two prequel? I mean, it's like they turn the Hobbit into a prequel instead of being its own story, like it was meant to be, because they keep referring to things in Lord of the Rings. Again, some of that would have been fine in very brief references, but they overdo it way too much. Another problem that I have with the movie, uh, the movies, is. Just the, they change a lot of scenes in subtle ways that, that kind of ruin the point. And, and just, again, to pick one example, uh, when they go to Bayorn's house after escaping from the goblins and whatnot, in the movie, it ends up, well, actually, let me tell the book version first, because it's, it's it's better that way. Um, In the book, they arrive, Gandalf says, we're going to go in, I'm going to go in with Bilbo. And when I whistle, you know, some of you come in, some more of you come in, and I'll keep giving the signal or whatever. The idea being that Beorn is not a huge fan of having company, he's not a huge fan of dwarves either. So, in the book, it actually kind of goes according to plan. He goes with Bilbo, and they didn't stay in Beorn's house overnight to begin with, so I mean, there's that. But anyway, he goes up there, Beorn is kind of not super happy about visitors, but Gandalf starts his story... And he does it in a really smart way where he talks about the different things that go on and that they've been escaping from and whatnot. And as he he manages to sneak in references to the fact that they have more people in their company, and that gets Bayorn to ask the question, wait a minute, there's only two of you. Where And he keeps doing this in a way that gets Bayorn interested in asking the questions as opposed to forcing it. In the movie, they turn this into he goes out there with bilbo and then the dwarves keep mistaking his his little movements or whatever for signals which he didn't explain what the signal was going to be in the first place and it makes gandalf look inept it makes the dwarves look stupid because well they look stupid throughout the movie anyway so why not keep doing it and you know it just they it ruins the scene because it's the scene is really meant to portray the fact that gandalf is the brains of the operation more or less and the fact that he's it it does add a little bit of humor but in the movie they just turn the humor into almost slapstick i mean it's just crude very you know it's 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 silly stupid as opposed to funny if you know what i mean i mean there's such a thing as stupid humor and this kind of goes a level below stupid humor it's kind of just stupid um so that's another one uh, again that's just one example there are other scenes where they did similar things um another example would be how they well not another example another thing that they kind of just messed up generally about the movie is different people's motivations and changing their roles and an example of this would be bard uh in the book bard is just one of you know the watchmen at the got one of the guardsmen at Lake Town in the movie they turned the entire city of Lake Town into basically a political nightmare where you've got You know, the master of the town is essentially a despot trying to get all the money, and he's got this henchman who, by the way, looks a lot like Wormtongue. Can you say Lord of the Rings reference again? Um, And he has it out for Bard because Bard is a decent guy, and, you know, Bard has all this conflict with him and all these other things going on, and Bard is actually just a smuggler slash, you know, boatman. And just, they change so many things, and it adds way too much complexity to the plot. It's like, we've already got enough plot to go on without adding Legolas and Tauriel and without turning Bard into a political figure right from the start and all this other stuff, and they turn—this is why there's three movies instead of—I could understand if they did two movies. You could probably make The Hobbit into two movies realistically. It could be done. Uh, But to make it into three movies, that's just way overwrought. Anyway— I, like I said earlier, I could keep going with this forever. You could, if you wanted to talk about everything wrong with the Hobbit movies, it would take the length of one of the Hobbit movies. But this is basically just kind of an overview of some of the bigger issues that I see. Um, and of course, there's several other ones, just like outright things that are wrong in terms of the narrative. Azog died in the at the Battle of Moria. There is no Azog anymore. Olg is the only orc that really should be involved. Why Azog is still around? who knows but anyway there's just so many things wrong with it and i finally got it off my chest there may be another video later where i talk about some specific thing at a time but this is kind of the overall video where i just kind of lay it out this is why the hobbit movies are terrible and quite frankly i hate to say it but the, you know when i bought the movies i'm kind of sad that i bought the movies because you know, I I rewatched them recently, and it's just like, I really don't see myself watching these again. Lord of the Rings, I could watch again, and again, and again. The Hobbit? Not sure I'm ever going to do that. So, unfortunately, that's what it is. So, that's the end of my rant. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it to the extent that it was enjoyable. Hope you, uh, if you have some of the same feelings as me, hopefully you understand where my frustration is coming from. It's it's just really frustrating to see a good piece of fiction taken and ruined in a movie. You know, there's problems I have with Lord of the Rings, but the Lord of the Rings are at least decent cinema. Hobbit, they kind of made it even bad cinema. Uh, so anyway, that's, that's that topic out of the way. If you like the video, please do give it a like. If you don't, I don't blame you. It's kind of a rant. Um, but if you do want to learn more about Tolkien, both Middle-earth related, non-Middle-earth related, then you can subscribe to the channel or you can follow me at J-R-R-T Lore on Twitter. And until next time, I'm the Tolkien Geek signing out for the Tolkien Lore channel. Namaste.